Everybody, I am your host of Verbal Assault Livestream. My name is Marquis Devereaux, and we are coming to you remotely from New York City. With all this coronavirus madness going on, we are doing what we call social distance, distancing. What I call it is isolation. And what the uh, Republicans call it is the success of the Trump administration managing the crisis. But this is a global pandemic. Here in New York City, uh, someone's eating chips. Please don't eat the chips. Thank you so much. Uh, here in New York City, we have been asked to stay in our homes. We have also been instructed to not patronize bars, restaurants, hotels. Uh, the airlines are at 25% capacity. Uh, anywhere that there are public gatherings, the gatherings are at 25% capacity. Now, um, I want to go ahead and introduce my panel. First of all, I'd like to introduce uh, Mr. James Smith. He has a bachelor's in fine arts. He is from ne uh, Suffolk County, Long Island, New York, and he is pro-right, pro-Republican, not always a pro on those facts. Go ahead, James Smith. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? I always love it how you get these little digs in there, you know? <laughs> you just, yep. ne just never let one of these little opportunities go by. It's okay. You can throw long you could throw a style of stones from the wrong side of the fence. It's well, you know, they were throw they, they were throwing we'll build, stones. We'll make them into something. We'll they were throwing stones in the Bible. I'm only will, doing my spiritual work. That will, let you, that will let you come in for free. That will provide for everybody in the hospital from the stones you throw. Okay, great. Now, moving on to my next person, I am um, going to go ahead and introduce Mr. James Parker. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, Brian Parker. Yeah, that's called dyslexia, folks. That's what happens when you're not allowed to get light or fresh air and you're cooped up in the same space for over two weeks now. So, Brian well, Parker, how are you doing? Ideology. Oh, gosh, I'm doing okay. I can't complain. Okay. So, Brian Parker, um, we know that you have went to the University of Chapel Hill in North Carolina. We know that you're up here in New York City. We know that as a person of color and a parent, you're viewing some of these things very, very cautiously. And, um, you know, I, I, I got to say, Brian, when you say you're doing okay, that means you're not doing well, correct? Uh, that's correct. Okay. And now I'm going to move on to another. Uh, he is right-leaning. We are going to call him a Trumpocrat. He is a person that comes to us by way of China, not Wuhan, but Shanghai. He has also done business in the Philippines. He has done business in Australia. I don't know. Maybe he's doing business in Fiji or Indonesia for all that I know. Um, and I will introduce him as Mr. Sam Kuchera, like butcher with a K and an A. Go ahead, Sam. How are you doing? I do great. Thank you for asking. Not that you meant it, but go on. 
Okay, so someone on our panel is eating chips at their home, and someone else sounds like they're talking into a bottle. But otherwise, we're very, very good here. I want to thank you guys um, for being on the panel for Verbal Assault Livestream, and I want to say hello to our audience. But first of all, guys, um, okay, I'm glad somebody muted because that was really insane. Um, first of all, guys, whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, Listen Notes, Hub Hopper, Backtracks, Pod Bay, Blueberry, or Pocket Casts, we're happy to have you. We are listener supported, so you can support us on Twitch, Patreon, or go ahead and support us on Anchor right on our site. In addition to that, if you would like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Vimeo, YouTube, Snapchat, and TikTok. With that being said, guys, has anyone on the panel been incarcerated before? Silence. Nothing. James, person of color, never been arrested, right? Um, That's a personal information that a lot of us are probably really reluctant to um, share. But okay, let's I've try the question just, differently. Let's just say, no, I, won't, I want to be honest here. I've been a guest of the system before. Guest. Okay, so yes, you have been incarcerated. Thank you for an- answering because Republicans always divert from the question. Now, <laughs> um, the other thing I want to say is... See, in the spirit of honesty, I was actually forthcoming, but to actually say that about blanket statement about Republicans, that's just not true. I'm a no. Republican and I was just forthcoming and I didn't want to deflect from it. Okay, well, I want to actually find something else. That's and okay, also saying that he's a person of color and assuming right that he was per, saying that he's a person of color and then assuming that he was incarcerated. That was also kind of a little low there. No, 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 no. I'm I'm not assuming that's the, typ- that's the typical knee jerk racism that you get from the left or so called from the left, right? Yeah, really that's what that. I think. Yes. Okay. So, but the question I'm asking is has any now on this particular panel, everyone's of color. And not one person responded yes or no to my question. So <laughs> I will tell you, as a host of this show, I've been incarcerated before. And when you're one incarcerated, did respond. okay, great. When you're incarcerated, you're told when to wake, when to sleep, when to leave, and when you can have recreation. How sounds is like that any different than what we're going through right now? You said what? <laughs> it sounds like life, actually. Sounds like a job. It man. sounds like what? Sounds like a job. Okay, it so sounds like incarceration. Sounds like a job. In your job, in your job, have you been instructed that you need to be home by eight o'clock? Yeah, they tell you. In your job, you're you're told what time you can leave and what time you need to check in. Absolutely. Are you restricted in your movement? Hey, Brian, let me ask you. Or hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not change the subject. One second, James. Are you restricted in your movement on your job? That was the question. Yes, yes, you are. I can't go to. Yeah, you are because you have job responsibility. Okay. So, so in a job, you're saying that you're restricted, meaning that you can't go from the CEO's office to the mailroom or outside to the parking lot. Correct? Depends what kind of job you got. Okay. I'm hearing a little background noise there. So I'm hoping that whoever is, uh, whoever is making cake, uh, you know, refrains, but it depends on what type of job you have. So Brian Parker, do you, are you comfortable with the state of restriction that we're in in New York city right now? Um, I am as long as it makes sense for it to be that way. Okay. Is it making sense to you now? Yes. Okay. What is sensible to you with the current climate? 
I mean, we we know that we're facing a virus where um, it spreads uh, due to contact. So what we're doing right now is we're limiting the contact. We can't eradicate it because there are essential services that need to be formed, uh, need to be performed. Um, but we have to do as much as we can to try to minimize it. Um, as they talk about the curve, um, we we have to do something. We know doing nothing is going to make it worse. So we have to do something. And it's not going to be comfortable. Um, it's not going to, there's not going to be a right answer um, for everybody because uh, anytime you start restricting people's way of life and the things that they've become accustomed to, um, you're going to get a little pushback. But, you know, some in some ways, maybe we all need a little humbling as Americans, since we think that nothing can ever beat us down and uh, bring us to our knees. Maybe we needed this to remind us that, you know, we aren't the big badasses that we think we are. Mm. Now, I'm going to make a little bit of an observation here. Ironically, when one is incarcerated, one of the things that we usually hear is that they're grateful to see, uh, you know, daylight, grass, the outside. Excuse me, I'm so sorry about that. Um, um, what I will say though is that um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a I'm gonna go on a hold for 30 seconds and I'll be right back to the conversation. Go ahead, you guys. So Brian, you've never been a guest of the state, but you don't want to tell anybody. No, no, I haven't. Okay. I mean, I've had I've had my run I've had my run-ins being in the South where. You know, there was a possibility of it happening because I was driving while black, walking while black, talking while black, that kind of stuff. But um, it's always weird how some people that espouse the um, victimhood actually never really are the victims, where somebody who actually is a victim of, let's say, incarceration actually doesn't make it a point of conversation all the time. I, I needed to take precautions because I sneezed. And in this current environment, I wanted to get up immediately and wash my hands. There you I go. Wa- I washed my hands with soap and water. Because I you did- sneezed? Yes. Because you thought you might infect yourself? Well, there's another there's, there's another. No, let, me, let me try to figure out how this logic works here, okay? Because you might actually pose a health risk to yourself. Well, here's what's happening. I'm on a laptop, which is not my own. And so because I'm on the laptop, I, I sneezed into my sleeve, but I still wanted to wash my hands just to, no, make, just to be. You didn't want to wipe down the laptop because I don't. <laughs> okay, never mind. Was it real? I'm adding to his delinquency. I'm sorry. Okay, so James, now we know why you're unemployed temporarily. It has nothing to do with the virus. Who said I was unemployed? <clears throat> well, at least you're unemployed so you as a like comedian. Me. You're just making stuff up. Come on, dude. But the path, the true pathogen isn't coronavirus nineteen. It's Libra virus double six six six. What? Dude, you're just spreading these demonic lies, dude. What's going on? You're creating panic, like sneezing on people, stuff, and like going to go. What's going on? As I was saying, in relation to the subject matter, okay, Brian Parker is having a lot of fun, James, with your offhand humor. I'm tickling him. 
I'm oh. spiritually tickling him. I, he's okay. in, he's coming slowly into the temple of the God Emperor Trump. Oh, I, don't God. Him, I don't want him to enter blindly, <laughs> nor do I want to be accused of subterfuge. So every step he takes, I'm going to verbally acknowledge it. Okay. <laughs> well, no, no, I think I'm getting sick. Well, what step? What step will you take to? Uh, what step will you take if martial law is imposed? Doing what I'm doing now. I'm going to be inside, hopefully have enough child, love my kids, find like interesting things for us to do that don't involve a flat screen. I've got a Monopoly game. I've got Risk. I've got a chessboard. Okay. I've got a deck of Uno. So yeah, it's stuff we're going to do. Do you, have a, do you have a big uh, chest freezer, James? Um, I have a big heart and I have a big brain. And a big so, appetite. Great. Well, <laughs> Brian Parker, do you have well, a yeah. freezer in your, yeah, in your home? Well, first and foremost, I'm glad we stopped talking about all, what's all big and everything. Um, yes, I actually do. Scared, Brian. Don't no, no, I, I just didn't want to make you feel ashamed. Um, so, yes, I, I actually have my I actually have my refrigerator freezer, and then I actually have a deep chest freezer as well. Okay. So, so food-wise, you're good to go. I'm good. Okay, and Sam, do you have a big chest freezer where you are? No, I just have a huge refrigerator. So does anyone on the panel feel uh, if they were to impose martial law, would you, would you feel restricted or uh, uh, deprived of anything that you're currently receiving with the restricted movement? What do you mean? Do you think we can't find something that we need? Is that what you're asking us? If they impose martial law, which means you are not allowed to be out of your home at a certain enforce time. Enforce curfew. Day. That's what they're going to do. If martial law comes, they're going to actually physically enforce the 8, 8 p.m. curfew, which we actually have right now where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And where are you? But right now, currently, I'm in northern New Jersey, just by the GWB. Ah, okay. So we have someone coming to us from New Jersey. We have someone coming to us from Connecticut. One of us is in Manhattan. And Brian, where are you? Brooklyn. Okay. So we're coming from the New York metro area. And um, can James, can you tell me anything that's going on in Jersey that's not going on in New York State? Nothing really. It's just all the streets are deserted. Everyone's scared. That's just scared. it. Everyone's just scared. It's what we okay. were talking about before. So when we talk about scared, we're sort of talking about fear. Sam, what's happening in Connecticut that is different than what's happening in New York State? Can't really say what's happening in New York State, but I can tell you in Connecticut here, um, everybody is just panic buying. They got all that fear mongering going on. So everybody's in the stores panic buying. And I think it's ridiculous. I see. I mean, okay. from a behavioral science perspective, it's really fascinating. And I really don't think we as a species or collectively or even as Americans are really going to learn any lesson from this. I mean, I don't know if anybody remembers what happened. What was the last hurricane that actually flooded lower Manhattan and had all Kat of lower Manhattan? Yeah. Wasn't that, that Katrina? I thought it was Sandy. It's Sandy. So during Sandy, do you remember the fights at the gas stations, the runs on the, of all places, the McDonald's, the stores running out of things? This is some sort of weird pattern that we engage in. Now, the question I think, really think that we should ask, is this something that's artificial that we've been induced with, that's been behavior modified into us by like, let's say, our, not our consumer driven, but our media driven culture? 
Like well, we get all amped up about things that we shouldn't be amped up. And we look on we look at it in reflection where we all think, what the fuck were we thinking? We make some stupid joke and we wind up doing the same thing again. Well, James, I want to say here here is the reason why um, we've selected this subject for today. You know, I use the word incarceration because incarceration is the extreme of restricted movement. But one of the things that I'm noticing that's happening right now, and I don't know about New Jersey and I don't know about Connecticut, but what I do know that's happening in New York is we're a very interactive social city. And when you're telling people to stay at home, they're forced to watch TV. They're forced to look at their phone. They can read a book. They can. They can. They can. They're willing. They can. They can clean their apartment. Well, the they're point, just as willing to watch a TV. They're just as willing to do that. So no. And the yeah. point, and the point that I'm trying to make is that when in incarceration, when you restrict movement and when you restrict freedoms, you start to notice uh, elements of mental illness emerge. Things mm-hmm. like depression, things mm-hmm. like anxiety, things mm-hmm. like fear, discomfort agitation uh you know people can even become violent in restricted environments mm-hmm. and I only noticed... for the week oh dear okay are you are you sucking on like superman's kryptonite what's going on there no, I just, i'm just <laughs> sucking on somebody something <laughs> brian i know you can't get that image out of your head buddy but you know something i accept all lifestyles but to address your question there Mark, i'm not sucking on anything like i've mentioned to brian before i freed myself from the democratic plantation where all you do is suck and take it let's like a good oh, little dear Lord. Sam, Sam, i'm in where i'm Sam, in power because i'm in the land of man it's the land of opportunity it's the land of the free it's the land of the brave it's where we all roam equal and equal opportunity beckons for all of us you need only to step up and free yourself from whatever appendage is violating you at that particular time on your plantation <laughs> and step towards the gate but James, the, James, James, the god emperor trump has broke down the James, gate he James, smashed the wall you james oh hello James, with four people of African descent on the panel, I don't know if it's a good idea to talk about plantations. Wait, wait, are you saying Cole isn't of African descent? Cole is not on the panel. Cole is directing the show. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. All right. So we just basically have four crazy black people talking about stuff? Um, (laughs) And one of them is... And it's interesting to be talking about mental illness and uh, forced incarceration and restriction. Um, I didn't mean to make anybody uncomfortable. I do know when I asked the initial question, the panel went silent. No, hold on, dude. No, the panel did not go silent. Why won't you give me the credence that I'm due? Why am I marginalized? Why? Because I support Trump? I'm the one that stepped up to the plate and actually shared from your question. Everybody else was quiet. And I think I kind of feel kind of hurt there, Maurice. (laughs) Marquis, I just do. Did you just call me Maurice, the host of the show? I I did. I did, Marquis. You usually do that, but thank you, though. No, Marquis, honestly, uh, you remind me of a friend of mine, Maurice, when I used to work at this bar in the uh, West. That's a good excuse, yes. Uh huh. Or Malik, or some other name, or some other black name to begin with an M. Not Malik. No, it was Maurice. It was Maurice. I remember him quite well. He, okay, and I worked, he and I worked as bartenders together at Nova Hotel, this French hotel. Um, 
Brian, um, do you know what the Novotel is? Uh, James, hand? James, Novotel yeah. has nothing to do with the subject of, uh, on the panel today. Okay. Um, but I do want to ask you, I do want to ask you, has anyone been experiencing anxiety or discomfort or sleeplessness um, or some some type of uh, agitation? <laughs> James, that no, I, for you. <laughs> Sam, Sam, you're awfully quiet. I'm going to answer because I already know where he where he was. Um, I haven't in that and. Probably for me, um, because I've been working from home uh, since August on a daily basis, um, it hasn't affected me yet because I normally spend so much of my work day in my office, on the phone, on the computer um, as it is. So really, my work life hasn't really changed much. Now, my wife, who normally works in Midtown Manhattan, um, for the last two weeks, she's had to work home as well. So I'm in my office. She's in the living room on her computer doing conference calls. And that's a little bit of an adjustment for the two of us because, you know, I have to look at her more than I normally do. But so you're, really saying, so you're saying that you're a two income home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. OK. And and but all of us are saying that our incomes have been impacted, impacted dramatically but my question focuses on the mental illness issue. And I'm asking this because normally the things that we use as an escape, uh, whether we get a glass of wine, whether we go to the gym or whether we jog on the river have been severely restricted. And so, mm -hmm. you know, as men of color, we've got enough everyday pressures anyway. And I just wanted yep. to know if anybody was struggling, Sam, how are you doing in Connecticut? And I'm fine. I stay indoors, but I make it, it's, Everything is really, to, for us to get along, everything is basically done by choice. If we make a choice to do something, we can do it because we made that choice. So if we were to say, you know what, I'm going to listen to the news that says we need to stay indoors, it's for the greater good. If we put that into our minds to say this is done, this is done for the greater good, everybody can stay indoors at their own choice, at their own choosing, and be content with it. Now we 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 do have some I, issues, I, yeah. Like if running if you're running out of things and you need to go shopping or something like that, yeah, people are gonna go out and go get it because uh, in Northern Jersey, like James said, they're on a the lockdown at, at eight p.m. They got to be indoors. Okay, so go get your stuff before eight p.m. You know, it's just a matter of man right. time management, but time management and 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 accepting so it as a choice. Not as a directive. So, James, when you, when you say northern New Jersey, unless you're in, say, a city like Patterson. Um, no, I'm not in Patterson. Okay. Then I would say the only place that you can really go I'm is right your next main... to the four, I'm just at the, I'm at the, right at the um, George Washington Bridge. Fort oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, that's Fort Lee. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, essentially, you're walking in a pretty wooded area unless you're by some of the high rises um, or dealing with the traffic rise. that's going over the bridge. So, in There's essence, no, that's, that's actually an interesting point you just brought up there. There is no traffic or no traffic jams at the bridge, which is an anomaly. There's no crazy backups or anything. But I really want to like circle back to what you were saying or the original premise, which is like, how is it impacting on us psychologically, and what are we doing to alleviate the stress? Yes. Yes. 
Um, I and mean, so, what are what are you doing in in Fort Lee? Are you are you jogging along the highway? Are you going to visit uh, the fast food restaurant that that's right off of the top of the George Washington Bridge? Are you going to say maybe the Palisades and getting some fresh air? What are you doing? Well, I'm definitely smoking way too much pot and like taking advantage of lonely Asian girls locked up in their apartments. If you okay, well, it's not it's not. Uh, that was the, that was the other program. I think you're in the wrong program right now, James. <laughs> he's, he's, he accuses the right of always trying to dodge questions and not give direct answers. That's well, no, as direct as I could get. But what's interesting <laughs> is the right is always interested into uh, diluting the news and sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian, sex? I'm talking about Bible study. I'm taking advantage of them by bringing them over to the ways of God Emperor Trump. They must worship the divine scepter of our Lord. <laughs> uh, Brian Parker, I'm not sure if we're in an Xbox video game and I somehow ended up into a dark tunnel that I can't get out of. But uh, is it I may joke need, in there? <laughs> I may need to. I may need to reset this game and start from scratch and lose all my points. Well, well, if he's talking about religion, I know we might need an exorcism right now. Oh my gosh, we might. We might need an exorcism. Uh, okay, so what I'm being told is that Sam is going to step out of the conversation for a moment. So Brian Parker, you you said you're coping with no problem right now. <laughs> Okay, and um, your daughter, has she left the state as of yet? Yeah, she's gone back to North Carolina. Um, she's a student at Winston-Salem State in North Carolina, right outside, well, about an hour and a half outside of Charlotte. And she just had to go back to school to get everything out of the dorms, as they've basically told all the students they won't be returning back to the campus uh, for the remainder of the semester that everything will be online. So wow. she's having to cope with, you know, not being around her friends and doing all the stuff that she would normally do until uh, June. So that's being, that's an adjustment for her having to be home now. Okay. So, and in essence, what you're saying is, is that she's going to be getting back on a bus or getting back on a train or plane and coming to New York to stay with you guys. Oh no, 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 no. She, oh, no, no, no. Oh, sorry. I suggested that. God forbid oh, no, she no. come back from school. And then, uh, then there would be stress. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she's, she's actually going to be home in Charlotte with her mom. Um, but she'll be home there. She won't be in New York. I, I understand. So Sam, I understand that you've uh, joined us back into the conversation and I know that you do business internationally. You've done business with Australia, China, uh, Philippines. Uh, I know you were discussing Kuwait recently. Uh, how it, how has this impacted your business? Well, it's a matter it's a matter of uh, restructuring. So, obviously, getting a job in this climate is not going to be a very good one. So, you've got to think ahead or think think outside no. the box. So that's all I'm doing is just thinking outside the box. I'm looking at different options. Unless you are a medical professional, you work for the government, you can always deliver food or stock grocery shelves. Depends how you see it. Not if and, there's a line around the block for the same job. Not if you got 500 guys going for five jobs and those are the only open slots. And and, and not if everybody's is, living on bread lines like we're doing during the Great Depression here. So do so you guys got to pack together? Do you guys think this is going to be a new depression? 
No. I think there's a very strong pop. I, I disagree. I think there's a very strong possibility that there's going to be an everlasting impact across the markets that we haven't experienced yet. Sam, why do you I think it's not going to be an impact? No, I think that um, right now we're going through a downtrend, a huge downtrend. I think it's going to really mess with everyone's pockets. But as soon as as soon as the governments get a grip on this um, on this virus, and as soon as we get an understanding and see how it's going to perform in the future, I think that all all buyers and all players will be back in the market. I think stock market is going to go back up to the record highs. I think trade will go back on as normal, and I think that we'll gain better independence from China, from a country that that has a lot of countries in its grip. So I think that we're learning lessons. Brian Parker. Brian Parker, you know, I'm on a certain point. James James agrees. Okay, but Brian Parker, I'm going to ask you, um, as someone who's lived in the South and someone who's lived in the North now, you sort of see this American dichotomy of, uh, you know, the way the economy differs in the two states. Uh, Can you relate to what Sam is saying at all? Do you think it's just going to be a three-month bounce back, maybe four-month bounce back? Did I say that? No. No, 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 I don't think he necessarily was saying that. I think well, he didn't days. say that, but he is sort of alluded I don't to think he time boxed it. I don't think time. Yeah, he did time. not. He yeah. did not. But in essence, if the virus lasts three, four, five, six months, we look at what's yeah. happening in China right now. Actually, I, I think it's going to the numbers are receding. But one second, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I think it's still going to linger for a while, and you got to remember number one. The only people that are getting tested right now are the ones that qualify, the ones that are showing some kind of symptoms. If you're asymptomatic you're, and you haven't been around anyone that uh, was confirmed positive. Get, get closer to your mic. There you go. There okay. you go. Okay, I'm sorry. More times than not, um, they're not going to even test you. So the numbers that we have are very high, um, but they can potentially, and they probably, will be a lot higher once the test actually becomes a thing where anybody and everybody can go get tested um, when they need to. We're going to find out that there's probably a lot more people walking around, didn't know that they had it, but maybe their immune system is to a point where it's only going to feel like the flu to them, but the more they come in contact with other people that have underlying medical conditions or maybe they're more elderly, it's going to affect them even more. So until we can really get our thumb on this issue and find out how bad it really is, it's going to be hard to say how long it's going to last. Well, let me ask you guys this question. Is there anyone who is on the panel who has been tested? Nope. Nope. Not tested. Just uh, Sam. I was, I was monitored. But I have to be an NBA player. <laughs> One second, Sam. Sam, you didn't reply. What did you say? I was monitored, but not tested. When I came back from China, so you were CDC you had to monitor, country, right? That's right. So CDC okay. had to monitor so you, my temperature on a so, daily basis. So what you're saying is the CDC monitored your temperature, but you were never checked to see if you had the virus or were a carrier of the virus. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, I, that that sounds that sounds period. very odd to me, and it sounds very troubling because no, it is troubling. Know, no, actually, Mark, no, guys, before you go off on some sort of weird tangent, think about this. No, no, no it's not a tangent. Can, this is very uh, serious. It's a, I am not underlying the um, seriousness of it. It's a very serious tangent. 
Okay, it's they're, they're keeping him in, in separated for the incubation period. So they're mm-hmm. looking to see if he shows any signs. Once he shows, once he goes past the incubation period, the known amount of time in which it can exist outside of the body to see if he has an infection, they're released because they have to keep these tests on a certain number. They have to be rationed because we don't have an infinite supply of them. We don't have an infinite supply of masks. We don't have an infinite supply of ventilators. We have to prioritize them. That's the reason why. Understood. But that's a problem. We're having to prioritize because we are not prepared. No, how do you no. compare having an infinite supply? You can have a thousand, ten thousand. We don't have that. We didn't have that on hand. This came out of nowhere. No, it didn't come out of nowhere. Oh, come on. I, I heard in the last one where everyone's trying to say it was uh, manifesting itself in November. It didn't. It was actually, we were made aware of it in January. And we honestly, God, we all thought it would be like SARS or bird flu or something like this. This thing came up there and didn't well, tickle us. We, we were wrong. Bitch sla- yeah, I'm saying it didn't tickle us. It bitch slapped us. No one's ready for that. No one's ready for a haymaker. No one's ready for a, like a sudden punch when somebody walks up to you from God knows where. You think he's just going to bump into you and he fucking clocks you right across your face with a closed fist. You're not ready for that. No one will ever be. And like saying that you should have been or blaming somebody that they should have been ready for, or I'm going to take all the kung fu classes or boxing classes or take all the stairs, that don't help. That doesn't change it. Nobody's responsible for this. Right. Except China. So they're trying to, they're trying to create criteria. Um, where people should be tested, not just everybody going up and getting tested. Because you wouldn't just go up and get tested for any old thing at any old time, right? Unless you feel like you had a need for it. So this should not be any different. If you don't have a need for it, if you don't have any symptoms, what are you getting tested for? For that, why don't you just go to your doctor and get a full physical? Well, 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 well for now, for, to answer your question, that would be true because if you ended up with flu-like symptoms, you can go and get a vaccine for that. With this current thing, not knowing who's a carrier just because you're asymptomatic versus actually having the symptoms, yeah, sorry, sorry, everyone needs to get tested because you have to go through the process of elimination. Nah. But to your point, from a priority standpoint, yes, you go with the ones displaying the symptoms first. Right. Uh, you You did say that. If you were displaying flu-like symptoms, you would go get a vaccine. What you meant to say, I think, is that you would go get the antibiotics because you take the vaccine in prevention of getting the flu. Is that right? Right, right, right. Yes, oh, I right. meant the antibiotics. Yeah, exactly. You're correct. Yeah. You're correct. But we don't, yeah. But like, um, guys, this is this is a, this is an excellent opportunity for us to pull together and perhaps transcend past the need to bestow blame on somebody that seems opportunistically we don't like. And like Marquis brought something brought something to the attention that everybody listened, despite the fact that we all come from different ideological views. Are we not collectively as men of color used to people finding whatever emergency there is to cast some sort of asparagin? I'm not saying I'm not sure if I'm not saying that word right. Who, who, are, who, who are we blaming? I haven't heard one person blame anybody. Who you blame? blame Trump and blame the leadership? And you're you saying blame? like we should. Well, I mean, I, in, in this in this segment, you're saying I blame Trump about this. Well, that's I'm asking. I'm, I'd like to know who are you blaming? I never, I never, I never said that. Okay, so who uh, are if you? I, if I'm in error, sir. If I'm in error. If I'm in. I'm error, not blaming sir, anybody. Okay. Are you saying we should have been ready for this? I'm saying there's no way we could have been ready for this. That's well, that's, that's James, when, I, when I say be ready, again, everything, you know, when you break me down to the core, 
I think way past Trump. Trump is the current occupant of the White House. Only reason that I bring up Trump as much is because he's the only one in the chair right now. But when I'm talking about something like this, it didn't start with him. Yeah, but I we haven't, we haven't been prepared, period. For the sake of this conversation. So I want to make sure that I wasn't in error. Just, just No, I'm, I'm, I'm not blaming. How, how can he know that we're going to need 30,000 respirators and all these masks and everything else? Well, that's, he entirely, could, that's entirely my point, though. He, could, he couldn't know that, but he can yeah. respond. He can lead. If you want me to say what part of it is Trump's, then the, I will say that part is Trump's is, is that he needs to lead and start watching how Cuomo leads. I can say that, but am I blaming watch him for the coronavirus? Why would he no. watch by how Cuomo's leading? He can, he can have a conversation on how Cuomo's no, leading, but I'm not I, sure no, he needs to actually watch. You know, you know because, Cuomo, because, Cuomo will stand, because Cuomo will stand up and give you facts no, and not be no, contradicted no. by doctors. I knew it. I knew it. I watched it happen when I was watching the, his <laughs> Cuomo give his um, speech on NBC. It's what you're, what you're witnessing, Sam, is the birth of a baby narrative that's been delivered from the mother of opportunity and the father of desperation. And this poor bastard child that somehow or another that Andrew or Mario or Andrew Cuomo is going to somehow be their leader, it's just as valid as... No, nobody's, nobody's looking for that. You know. watch, it, watch it evolve into that. Even though that you can look at the facts that in that speech... He actually said the federal government and under their leadership, he was enabled to act the way he did. So he was enabled by the leadership of Donald Trump as a masterful leader who realizes there's more than one state. As much as I love New York, there's so many other states in this great union of ours that this guy has to pay attention to. But he enabled the fantastic governor of New York. You guys are so deliciously going to try your best to actually hang your hat on this. So guys, we've only got five more. We've only got five more minutes on this program, but what most of you are essentially saying is being stuck in your homes isn't a problem for you um, because no. you've, you've no, got food, no. you've got porn, you've, you've got whatever, uh, you got your news, you've got your VHS tapes or whatever, or your CDs or whatever you're looking at. I know I dated myself, you know, and sure. I only mentioned, yes, I only and mentioned the porn thing because some of you don't think with a clear head there. Um, but we're what, talking to a room full of men here. We're all yeah. men. We yeah. don't need this shit. The only people yeah. that are going to bitch about this are going to be the women. Watch them yeah. bitch, okay? Yeah, but, and the little beta parasitic like, of spokespeople. And they're going to exactly. flood the airways with it. We're men. We got exactly what you said, Marquis. Marquis, you nailed it. You nailed it. We got exactly what we need. We got food. We got our libation. And we got our distraction. There you go. Well, well. We need a project. Okay. Let's try this again. Um, Cole, do me a favor. We're going to wind out of this conversation. And we're going to go into the next subject. Uh, I'm going to thank everybody for tuning in to Verbal Assault live stream. I'm your host, Marquis Devereaux. Today we have panelists coming to you from New York, Connecticut, D.C., and uh, New Jersey. On tomorrow's topic, we are going to discuss the shutdown in America, the Treasury disbursement rumor. All of us need money. Are we going to receive it? Okay, so I want to thank everybody. 